Kalada Bobra Godozo Kele de Babra Hata Egebo Jekele Namanda Lada Babro Godozo Kalada Brana Kakale de Boja Kaya Naha Go ahead, just wave your hands and worship him tonight. Let's worship him in the spirit. Legoto Mikele ne mambro na gongla da bozekele de brina kakola da boja. Legoto bengle ne mando lo da bababre de kegele de boja kelea. Yakoto be, yakoto be, yakoto be, yakoto be. Le grodo zokolo da brina kakolo na monto, le monto, le monto. Le grodo zokolo da babra da babara katone kele ne ma. Egebo jekele ne mamboro kotusa kale na mamre na kea. Le mamre na kea, ne mamre na kea, ne mamre na kea. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is an army rising. And the army is getting equipped. The army is getting empowered. And the army is rising to a place. A place where they are becoming a force that cannot be ignored. An army that will invade every man's world with the gospel and declare it in its precision and accuracy. That army is getting ready. There is a building going on on the inside. The physical eyes can't see it. And the canal man cannot fathom yet, but something has already shifted in the, in the inside. Something has shifted in the spirit, and there is a positioning, a positioning, a strategic positioning of this army, saith God. And many of you will begin to hear different, different instructions and directions as to what to do, how to do it, to get this gospel into places that have not been affected before now ideas by my spirit wisdom by my spirit strategies by my spirit and as you hear fear not be bold be strong and be bold don't be afraid you will not be overwhelmed and as you take one step you will know what to do with the next step as you take the next step you will know what to do with the other step and before you know it when you look back much ground will have been covered in the manifestation of the truth of the gospel Oh yeah, this is the hour. That army is almost set for that manifestation that the world has been waiting for. And yea, saith God, all that is required, all the supplies and all the tools and everything that will be needed to make the work easy has already been organized and made available. So you just walk, walk in these realities. You walk in these realities and you be confident and you be bold to do exactly what you are asked to do by the spirit thank you father praise you father and so we rejoice tonight 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 glory and father tonight will receive revelation knowledge we decree that burdens and yokes are destroyed. Whatever is not planted by God is rooted out. Thank you for the outpouring of the manifestation of ministries in this place. And we rejoice that by the end of this service, we'll all be the better for it. So we give you praise, glory, and honor for answer prayer. In Jesus' name we pray and every believer says a powerful amen.
Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our faith together. As we say these words, I am born of God. I am born of the world. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally. Therefore today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus name. And every believer says a powerful amen. We want to welcome everybody to 30 days of glory 2021. Glory. Oh my goodness. We want to welcome all of you connected by way of Kingdom Life Network. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. All of the social media community brothers and sisters online. We're so glad to welcome every one of you. We also want to welcome the Aquibom State community connected to the service right now. By way of Comfort FM, XLFM, Radio Aquibom, Passion FM, Inspiration FM, and Heritage FM. We're glad to welcome all of you to the service tonight. Do me the favor you've always done. Call a friend, a family. Reach somebody in the village. Reach somebody in the local government areas. Reach somebody in the capital city that is a friend of yours. Ask them to tune to this radio station right now. Life is flowing through the airwaves. Our social media community like you've always done. Help us share the video. Join as many groups as possible. Let the word go around. Let's lighten the dark places of the earth. Also, drop them a monogram, telegram, and WhatsApp groups. Let's get the word to the ends of the earth. We also want to welcome all our campuses around the world that are connected to the service tonight. Oh my goodness, brothers and sisters, we are so glad to welcome all of you to the service tonight. And everybody in the building, are we excited to be in the house tonight? Let's celebrate the word of God with a shout. Glory. Glory. Amen. Grab your pen, your notebook, your Bible. You can be seated with your sweet, smart self. Let's get into the word of his grace tonight. <clears throat> We are still in Soteria season 8. We've been examining the emphasis of the Holy Spirit in salvation. The emphasis of the Holy Spirit in salvation. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse number 18. But as God is true, our word toward you was not yea and nay. Next verse. Next verse. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ who was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. Next verse. For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. So we've established that all of the consummation, all of the climax, of the sacrificial work of Christ can be called the gift of the spirit. Everything that Jesus did in his death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and glorification can be summarized as he gave us his spirit. Now observe, all the promises of God are in him. Yes, the word yes means fulfilled. And amen means fulfilled. So, Jesus is the fulfillment of the promises of God. Romans chapter 15 verse 8. Romans chapter 15 verse number 8. Now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers. 
Jesus confirmed all the promises. Jesus is the minister of God's promises or the fulfillment of all of God's promises. Look at that 2 Corinthians again, chapter 1, verse 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21. Now, he which established us with you in Christ and had anointed us is God. Next verse. Who hath also sealed us and given the earnest of the spirit where? In our hearts. So the earnest of the spirit was given in the heart of the believer. So what we call the spirit, the other day I told you, that when you got born again, you said, I received Jesus into my heart. Or, another way to say you, you're born again is, I am born again. Another way to say you're born again is, I am justified. Another way to say I am born again is, I am sanctified. Another way to say I am born again is, I am forgiven. I'm forgiven all my sins. Now, whether it is, I am forgiven I am justified, I am accepted in the beloved, I am righteous, I am born again, all of it put together can be summarized as the gift of the spirit. God has given to us the earnest of the spirit in our hearts. Look at Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. In whom you also trusted after that you heard the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation. In whom also after that you believed. You were sealed. The moment you believe the gospel. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. The moment you believe the gospel you were sealed. That seal is God's divine mark of permanence. God put on you his mark of permanence. Look at the next verse. Verse, verse, verse 14. Which is the earnest of our inheritance. The seal of the spirit is the earnest of our inheritance. And that seal of the spirit is in the believer until the redemption of the purchased possession. Until God redeems what he has paid for. Until the redemption you are bought with a prize. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. So your body has been paid for but your body is yet to be redeemed. So the Holy Ghost will seal you until the redemption of the body. Look at it. Put it up again. That verse 13. <clears throat> Which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. Unto the praise of his glory. Give me the amplified version of that verse 14. In fact from 13. Amplified version Ephesians 1 13 and 14. In whom you also who have heard the word of truth. The glad tidings gospel of your salvation. And have believed in and adhered to and relied on him we are stamped with the seal of the long promised Holy Spirit next verse that spirit is the guarantee when people say they lose salvation they have they have actually doubted the genuineness of the Holy Ghost 
to say a believer in Jesus can lose salvation is an insult on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. What you are saying is that the Holy Ghost is not that powerful. What you are saying is that the Holy Ghost is an imitation spirit. It's an insult. What you are saying is that the Holy Spirit does not have the capacity to keep. To say a believer can lose salvation is actually to, to, to look down on the ministry of the long-weighted spirit. Look at it. Look at it. That verse 14 amplified. That spirit is a guarantee of our inheritance. The first fruits. The pledge. And foretaste. The moment you receive the spirit of God, that's a foretaste of eternity with God. That's a foretaste. That's a foretaste. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Christ in you. The spirit of God in you. The hope of glory. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Here's the foretaste. Look at it again. Look at it. You will love that. The foretaste. The down payment on our heritage in anticipation of its full redemption. What is the full redemption? Rapture. The spirit will keep you until it changes your body. The spirit of God, once that spirit came on you the day you got born again, he stays there forever. When we say salvation, we mean the gift of the spirit. To lose salvation is to lose the Holy Ghost. If you can't lose the Holy Ghost, you can't lose salvation. I was hearing you on the broadcast, Pastor Fred, this afternoon. He said, okay, if a brother sin, does he still speak in tongues? Yes. Is it tongues of the spirit? Yes. So that means the spirit didn't leave. If the spirit didn't leave, salvation never left. You know, lack of teaching is the undoing of many people. Lack of teaching. Lack of teaching. He's the down payment. Put it up. He's the down payment. <clears throat> the down payment on our heritage in anticipation of his full redemption and our acquiring complete possession of that full redemption, which is what we taught yesterday. Mortality shall put on, we shall be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Stay with me. Ephesians 4.30 Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30 And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Do not offend or vex or sadden him by whom you were sealed, marked, branded as God's own. Branded as God's own. Secured. Secured for the day of redemption. What is the day of redemption? Of final, put it up, of final deliverance through Christ from evil and the consequences of sin. Secured. The believer, this is what we call eternal security. 
Somebody asked me, are you of the one saved, always saved? I said, not just one saved, always saved. I am of the one saved, saved extravagantly, radically, stupendously saved. I'm hyper saved. Hyper, hyper, X, X, L, 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 L saved. And if you are not sure of your own, don't preach that gospel of lack of assurance to me don't invite me to what you yourself don't believe in don't preach to me a gospel that you yourself are not sure of when you are losing salvation many times every day why do you want me to be saved so that we can both be losing I'm eternally saved and I do not keep my, myself. The one who saved me, put, branded me, secured me, sealed me, guaranteed me for full deliverance. Glory to God. Oh, glory to God. I say glory to God. So yesterday we said the invisible or the unseen is more real than the seen. We said the unseen is the believer's domain. The unseen. And yesterday we took time to establish also that we know things that are not seen by the world. We know the things that are not seen by the world. Yesterday we also established that the moment you get into the world, because those, the, the word describes the unseen things to us, you make contact with the unseen by faith. You act by faith, you walk by faith. You breathe by faith. You don't wake up and say, I don't know whether I am alive. Nobody wakes up in the morning to say, I don't know whether I am alive. That you woke up means you are alive. There's nothing a believer can do to see whether he is alive. That you are a believer means you are alive. The life of God is God's gift to the believer. Because you unconsciously do what you do consciously. Because you've got life in you. You unconsciously do what you do consciously. Because you've got life in you. And the same thing with the spirit in us. The spirit of God is actively at work in the believer. Actively. And is there to be with you forever. He will never leave nor forsake you. Never. He will abide with you forever. What is forever? Forever. Can you Forever and ever. The spirit of God is to abide with you forever. Never to leave you. Even if you fall inside mud. He is to follow you inside. And make sure he brings you out. That is his assignment. That's why he's there. He's a guarantee. He's the down payment. I'm teaching good. His job is to ensure. That eventually. He changes your body. And presents you blameless and he never fails now 
So we began to say that all the activities of the spirit are culminated in one word, rapture. All the activities of the spirit are culminated in one word, rapture. So what we call the rapture is the Holy Spirit in every believer transforming the physical body into an eternal state. What we call rapture is the Holy Spirit in every believer transforming the physical body into an eternal state. When that happens, then we can start counting days for this earth to change. The changing of the body of the believer by rapture is an indication that this earth will also change. Because the body came from the earth. After the fall of man, since the earth didn't change, the body did not change. So that the body and the earth can relate. But the moment the body is changed by rapture, it's an indication that in a few days, the earth will also be changed. Stay with me. The earth will be changed because the saints are coming back to the earth. The believers will come back to the earth. Oh yes. But not this one. The changed one. Now, John saw it. He called it a new heaven and a new earth. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and what? On earth. You know why? Jesus' blood touched the earth and touched heaven. So he can't lose this earth. He's not going to lose it. This earth is part of what he paid for. That's why Acts 3.21 talks about the restitution of all things. Acts chapter 3 verse 21. Put it up. <clears throat> Acts 3.21. Whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things. Which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. So all things will be restored to how God wanted it. How will that happen? By the spirit that God has given to us. So there's much in the spirit. There's much in the spirit. Look at 1 Corinthians 12 verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 1 now. Concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I will not have you ignorant. Verse 4. Verse 4. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. The Greek word for the word gifts is the word charisma. It's the word for a resident faculty or a residual ability. A residual ability. Charisma. Alright? Now, that means there are diversities of abilities and there are different kinds of abilities in the believer. There are abilities or abilities for activities. Abilities for activities. Let me repeat. The abilities are for activities. I want it to sink in. The spirit of God was given to us for activities. That's why I explained to you that the rapture is one of the activities of the spirit within us. 
is not an extra redemption activity. The rapture is not an extra redemption activity. It's one of the activities within us. God gave his spirit to us for activities. So, the gift here is the same word, abilities. There are diversities of abilities. There are different kinds of abilities. How will you think if God gave you abilities and you are not even interested in finding out what they are? Or, do you think God will give you abilities that are unnecessary? God didn't have work, so he just said, today that I'm jobless, let me give you some abilities. No. Everything he gave us is because we will need it. So if God gave the gifts of the spirit to you, what are you doing with them? Some of us, all we know is tongues. Even interpretation of tongues could be a challenge. Prophecy? Ah, that's a serious one. It's for the prophets. <laughs> Every believer. Can I hear you shout very loud at the top of your voices? Prophecy belongs to me. Tongues are mine. Interpretation of tongues are mine. Even now, this evening, I'm going to interpret my tongues. I didn't hear a good amen. He gave you diversities. Where are they? In the spirit. The spirit he gave to you contains the abilities he gave to you. So the gifts of the spirit are for activities. They are not for theology. The gifts of the spirit are for action. They are for activities. Hallelujah. In that first Corinthians chapter 12 verse 6. First Corinthians 12 verse 6. Look at the way brother Paul puts it. There are diversities of operations. But it is the same God which worketh all in all. That word worketh is the word energon. Walking, walking. That is something that is active. So what has happened to many a believer is that we are not growing, giving expression to what God is doing in us. We are not giving it expression. And every child of God ought to be giving expression to what God is doing in us. And sometimes the problem is wrong association. You move with people who don't interpret tongues. How can you interpret? You move with people who don't prophesy. How can you prophesy? You hang around with people that do not are not excited about the gifts of the spirit. How can you operate in them? You've got to surround yourself with people that prophesy. People that tongue. People that interpret tongues. People that are desirous of the supernatural. So when you surround yourself with those people, your environment is always aflame. So the thing will just be flowing. You should be with people who like to prophesy all the time. They want to see visions all the time. They want to bring edification all the time. People who are always zealous of spiritual gifts. Those are the people you surround yourself with. Am I communicating at all? A company of prophets. See, as your company, you shall meet a company of prophets. Once you walk among them, you shall prophesy with them. You are not a prophet, but if you enter their environment, the thing is contagious. The thing is contagious. The moment you enter their environment, you and them will be prophesying together. And in that prophecy, you'll be turned to another man. Your abilities will come out full blown. Am I talking to somebody? 
You hang out with people who are desirous of spiritual gifts. I like to hang out with people who, who hear from God. I like to hang out with people who, who know what God is saying, what God is doing. I, I like to hang out with people who are always telling me where God is doing something at, at every point in time. Not that kind of people I, I want to hang out. I don't want to hang out with people who are always aware of what Satan is doing. Where Satan is walking. The last thing he did, the next thing he's planning to do. I don't want such people around me. I want to be with people who know exactly what God is doing right now. Because that's what matters to me. Who cares about what the devil is doing? It's not a, it's not a news. He's been doing it since he was, he was born. That is if he was even born. Because first of all, he doesn't have a mother. So he wasn't born. He was created. He's a creation. Are we, are we in the building? I said, are we in the building? Imagine somebody going to a church where they teach him that he cannot speak in tongues till they baptize him with water. That person cannot speak until he's baptized. And even after being baptized with water, he may not be able to speak. Because a church that teaches you that you cannot speak in tongues until you are baptized with water means they don't even know what the baptism, what the Spirit of God is. Because people who know what the Spirit of God is know that once you have the Spirit of God, you don't need water. What am I doing with water when I have the real deal? Glory to God. Or going to a church where speaking in tongues for is for a privileged few. You cannot speak except you are an elder. And once in a while they will call the elders to speak elders' tongues. You know what elders' tongues are like? Shukaladaba. Shukaladaba. They speak it in an elders' fashion. Shukaladaba. 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 Elders realm. Then they will add, may God make his face shine upon you. Shikaladaba. <laughs> A privileged few. Others are not qualified. You know, there are churches like that. Where you cannot speak in tongues except you are an elder. There are classifications of the gifts of the spirit. You know, and I, I, in, like I told you, it was done by Howard Carter and F.F. Bosworth. All of them were, you know, ministers of the Assemblies of God. And they did a good job there. Number one, we have what we call the utterance gifts. Utterance gifts, number two, revelation gifts, number three, power gifts. Can we go? Let's go over the list again. Everybody want to go? Utterance gifts, number one. Tongues, number two. Interpretation of tongues, number three. Prophecy. Revelation gifts, number one. Word of knowledge, number two. Word of wisdom number three. Discerning of spirits. Power gifts number one. Healings number two. Working of miracles number three. Faith. All right. The nine gifts of the spirit. The nine abilities of the spirit. The nine activities of the spirit. Resident in the man that is born of God. Now we have been on revelation gifts for a while. We looked at a word of knowledge and we said a word of knowledge is an account or a fragment of an experience. What God, what, what is, what was happening before or what is going on now. While the word of knowledge deals with the past and present, the word of wisdom deals with future things. Future things. And I'd like you to take note of this. Revelation gifts oftentimes function together. 
Revelation gifts oftentimes function together. And when I'm talking about revelation gifts, I'm talking about word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and discerning of spirits. They function together. And we're going to see the symphony of how they operate so that when we operate them, we'll operate them with the wisdom of God. Now we have said that the word, word of wisdom, a word of wisdom is an account. Wisdom is the word Sophias. Sophias is used for several things. Intelligence, Sophias, intelligence, skills, understanding, an idea, and sometimes the word Sophias can be used for discovery. Now we will stick with discovery in this teaching. A word, an account of wisdom. So that means it will deal with direction direction a word or words or phrases that points you to where to go and what to do where to go and what to do while a word of knowledge gives you information a word of wisdom gives you direction because the word sophia also carries an instruction for example matthew chapter number 21 verse 2 matthew 21 verse 2 saying go unto them go saying unto them go into the village over against you and straightway you shall find an ass tied and a call with her loose them and bring them unto me next verse and if any man say aught unto you shall say the Lord had need of them and straightway he will send them to you. Now that is a word of wisdom. He gives you direction with some specifics. There's a call tide. Go there. It is between a place where two ways met. When you arrive there he tells you what to do. Lose it. He gives you direction. Bring it. If any man asks you he gives you solution. The master is in need. That's a word of wisdom. That's a word of wisdom. Alright, now, 1 Samuel 9.16 also gives us an operation of a word of wisdom. Tomorrow about this time, I will send thee a man out of the land of Benjamin, Benjamin, and thou shalt anoint him to be captain over my people Israel, that he may save my people out of the hand of the Philistine. For I have looked upon my people because their cry is come up unto me. So that's a word of wisdom. Anoint him. This is what he will do. He will save my people. A word of wisdom brings direction and solution. Direction and solution. It's a revelation of what God wants to do. Or a discovery of something that will happen. A word of wisdom. While a word of knowledge points to the past and present, a word of wisdom points to the future. Look at Acts 11.28, Agabus. Acts chapter 11 verse number 28. And there stood up one of them named Agabus and signified by the spirit that there should be great dirt throughout all the earth, which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. That should be, there's a discovery there. There should be a great dirt. That's a discovery. Something that is about to happen. That's a word of wisdom. So Sophia is also a discovery of something that should happen. In Acts chapter 21, Agabus again points to the future. 
So, while a word of knowledge is a revelation of a fact, now, a word of wisdom is a revelation of a fact in the future. Word of knowledge, a fact now. Word of wisdom, a fact in the future. Let's look at two instances. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 14. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 14. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. So he's saying that a gift or a supernatural utterance came out. That means in supernatural utterance, there is revelation in them. There is revelation in supernatural utterance. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 6. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 6. Wherefore I put in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. But go to First Timothy 1 18. First Timothy 1 18. This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. Remember we said, revelation also comes by utterances. Revelation. That means the prophecy either carries a word of wisdom, or the prophecy carries a word of knowledge. Or in the prophecy, there's a word of wisdom. I mean, a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom. That means, the revelation gifts. The revelation gifts assist in the ordination of ministers. The revelation gifts assists in the ordination of ministers or it assists in recognizing gifts and callings in people a word of wisdom assists in recognizing the gift and callings in people for example how many of you have have you know consciously realized that hands were laid on you and after hands were laid on you particular abilities started functioning how many of you have observed that yeah because what the laying on of hands did was to recognize what is in there and bring it into manifestation from being dormant to manifestation that's why the laying on of hands is critical in ministry that's why we lay hands because once hands are laid something is teared up an impartation. Impartation doesn't mean I'm putting something in you. Impartation means I'm pulling something out of you. That's the meaning of impartation. That's why when people come to me and say they want to tap my anointing, I know they're ignorant. You don't tap something from me. There's nothing to tap. But when I lay my hands on you, I bring out of you what is already in you. Because there's nothing added to you. Everything you need is inside you. But ministry brings it out. I don't know if I'm teaching here. Yeah, ministry brings it out. Teaching brings it out. Okay, now, so, the laying on of hands or prophecy only called your attention to a gift that should be working or a gift that is at work. The word of knowledge or word of wisdom or both of them will work when hands are laid on people for specific reasons. 
Word of wisdom, word of knowledge will work when hands are laid on people for specific purpose or specific reasons. I've laid hands on a number of ministers who never knew they had ministry on their inside. Today they are pastors of churches. Some of them are general overseers. I just laid hands on them and pulled it out. And pulled it out. And even this week, as we get into homecoming, we're going to be bringing out many things. We're going to be bringing out many things. From all of our people around the world that are coming home here, we're going to have all kinds of crazy impartations. Because such meetings don't happen every day. So when such meetings happen, remarkable things happen in righteousness, there are no accidents in God. There are no accidents in God. There are no accidents in God. When such meetings are organized, it is because God has something in mind to unleash to a world that is in need of. So we're going to have diverse kinds of impartations. All kinds of ministries and abilities will be brought out. People will be unleashed and empowered to go and do what they never imagined they could do. That's what impartation does. Teaching good. So laying on of hands puts your attention on what is working or what should be at work. For example, Acts 13 verse 2. Acts of the Apostles chapter 13 verse number 2. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, which we'll be doing a lot of it next week. Next week we'll be having all kinds of ministering to the Lord. We'll have some days we'll fast ministering to the lord and fasted the holy ghost said prophecy tongues interpretation separate me barnabas and saul for the work whereunto i have called them so there is a work i have called them for but prophecy brought the recognition of that work prophecy unveiled that work then look at the next verse verse three and when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them to carry out that assignment. It came from all trans gifts. That revelation of that assignment came from all trans gifts. Two things separate, you know, separate, separate me. Two things separate me, instructions. Barnabas and Saul facts for the work future. So in that prophecy, we have instructions, we have facts, we have future. Barnabas and Saul facts. Separate me instruction for the work future. Word of wisdom. Are we teaching? So past and future. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge. Revelation gifts. Working together. So the word of knowledge and word of wisdom will work to place our attention on the gifts of the spirit. Either already working or about to work in our lives. Acts 8.26. Pay attention. Acts chapter 8 verse 26. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem, unto Gaza, which is desert. Unto Gaza, which is what? Which is desert. He gave him a clear instruction to go and meet someone. 
Go and meet someone here. That's a word of wisdom. Go and meet someone here. That's a word of wisdom. So a word of wisdom provides instruction and guidance on what to do. Same thing with Cornelius in Acts chapter 10 verse 5. Acts chapter 10 verse number 5. Acts 10 5. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon whose surname is Peter. One Simon. Notice the word of wisdom will come either in an instruction form or it will come to give you guidance so you know what to do. Which is the crown of revelation gifts. A word of wisdom. People agree that the crown of revelation gifts is a word of wisdom. Because knowing what to do is much more important than knowing something. If I know about a problem, how did I help it? But when I know what to do about the problem, that's where the impact comes. In the word of wisdom, you see things that are not yet, that have not yet happened. You make discoveries of things that should happen. Discoveries. But the key thing is that it carries instructions. The key thing is that what? It carries instructions. If you are a pastor, or you are a leader here, who ministers to disciples. You are involved in raising disciples in church. And everybody in this church ought to. I don't want to assume that everybody does. But everybody ought to. And a great percentage of you right now are, are building up disciples. Now, if you are involved in pastoring or, you know, um, your function a lot in the local church or in discipleship, it helps you with planning. It provides you information to know about how to get about things. And remember, all of these gifts are where? Huh? In the spirit. When you lay hands on people, expect a word of knowledge. Did you hear what I said? When you lay hands on people, don't be in a hurry to pray. Expect a word of knowledge and expect it and receive it. Or a word of wisdom. Or a prophecy. When you lay hands on people, expect it. Because the gifts are there to enable you to be effective in ministry. To enable you to be a blessing to people. To enable you to be a blessing to people. So, the word of wisdom predicts and instructs. It provides guidance into issues. Because it deals with the future. A word of wisdom. It predicts, it instructs, it provides guidance into issues because it deals with the future. First Corinthians 12.10. Let's look at the discerning of spirits. The discerning of spirits. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Discerning of spirits. First of all, I'd like you to note that discerning of spirits is not the gift of suspicion. Discerning of spirits is not the gift of suspicion. The word discerning is not the same word for discernment. Discerning of spirits 
is different from discernment. They have the same root word, but their applications are different. The word discerning is a Greek word, diakrasis. Diakrasis is D-I-A-K-R-A-S-I-S. Diakrasis. It means to distinguish and to recognize. Discerning of spirits. Diakrasis. To distinguish and to recognize. In discerning of spirits, you recognize what it is. You recognize what it is. It's used two times. Revelation chapter 14 verse 1. Revelation chapter 14 verse 1. And I looked and lo, a lamb stood on Mount Zion. And with him a hundred forty and four thousand. Having his father's name written in their foreheads. Another scripture is Hebrews 5.14. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 14. But strong beat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern between good and evil. So when he says you are able to distinguish, to distinguish between good and evil, you are able to distinguish. So when the gifts of the designing of spirits are at work, you are able to recognize and you are able to distinguish. The second word is of spirits. Discerning, recognize, distinguish of spirits. That word spirit is the word pneumaton. Pneumaton. Pneuma and ton. It's used several times in scripture. And we will open all of them. Are you ready for work? Alright, we will open all of them. The first one, Matthew chapter 10 verse 1. Matthew chapter 10 verse 1. And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Unclean spirits is a word used to describe demons. He gave them power over all manner of unclean spirits. Mark chapter 6 verse 7. Mark chapter 6 verse 7. And he called unto him the twelve and began to send them forth by two and two and gave them power over unclean spirits. Unclean spirits. Look at Luke chapter 6 verse 18. Luke chapter 6 verse 18. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits. And they were healed. Did you see that everywhere there is unclean spirits, what takes place is healing. Everywhere there are unclean spirits. The unclean spirits assignment is majorly to infect with disease and sickness. So designing of spirits identifies the spirit behind that sickness or disease. And then the authority of the believer throws it out. So that body is healed. Are we teaching here? Yeah. Those who are diseases. Notice the three scriptures we read. Both Matthew 10, 1, Mark 6, 7, Luke 6, 18. The spirits they had to do with sickness and disease. Unclean spirits. 
Luke chapter 7 verse 21. Luke chapter 7 verse 21. And in that same hour, he cured many of their infirmities and plagues and of evil spirits. Evil spirits. We have seen unclean spirits. Now there's evil spirits. And unto many that were blind, he gave sight. Identified with those that are sick. Evil spirits. Acts chapter 5 verse 16. The shadow of Peter. Acts 5 16. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits. And they were healed everyone. Again, identified with those who are sick. Are you still here? Are you still here? Luke chapter 8 verse 2. I missed that one. Luke chapter 8 verse 2. And certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene out of whom went seven devils. So evil spirits and infirmities. Again, they operate within the quarters of sickness. So we have seen references that has to do with this, you know, with evil spirits. Particularly with those that have to do with those who were sick in their bodies. When an evil spirit is behind a sickness, there's no amount of medical expertise that will cure it. If you like, go to the experts in White House. You will take all the medication. The spirit will just be laughing at both you and the doctors. If the doctors do too much, the spirit can jump from this sick person and sit on them. The only thing that that evil spirit will respond to is the authority of the believer. In my name, cast. So there are some sicknesses. You don't command healing. You command the evil spirit out of that body. And the body comes together. I'm teaching here. You know every sickness you pray healing. There are some who just cast out the spirit. The woman that was bent over. 18 years. She never stood. She was walking like this. It's not everybody that is walking like this that has spinal cord condition. Some of them is just a demon that is sitting on them as a stool. He sits there permanently and makes them a stool. Satan is wicked. All this woman's life, this is how she was walking. There's no amount of medical expertise that has not been applied. 18 years is not two days. It has become a comfort zone for her to walk like this. Jesus said, looked at her and said, Art this did not, art not this daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound these 18 years be loose on the Sabbath day. Loose her and let her go. The demon jumped off and the woman stood up. That's all. When the demon leaves, the body comes back together. Let her go. Brother Hagin, well-respected, loved and treasured man, changed my life forever. He said he had a brother-in-law who never kept a job. That brother-in-law never kept a job. When he starts job now, he will resign. He was always firing his bosses. Very unstable. 
So one day he was in prayer and fasting and he saw two monkeys, monkey looking demons sitting on his shoulders. Two of them, descending of spirits. One, one, one monkey demon will drag him here. When he comes here and he's about to settle down, the other one will drag him. He will leave. So those two monkeys were controlling this man. And Kenneth Hagin said, while fasting, he said to the Lord, what do I do? He said, the Lord said to him, as you are seeing them like that, that's how effective, they, that's how effective the realm is. Just tell them what to do now, they will do it. So you monkey looking demons, get off that shoulder. So the monkeys just jumped and then stayed somewhere close. He said, no, 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 out. He chased them out of the hall, chased them out of the town, chased them out of the city. Never to come back. Few days after, the brother-in-law got a job and he has kept that job and raised his family. Discerning of spirits for the common good. I'm teaching good tonight. I'm teaching good tonight. First Corinthians 14 12. First Corinthians 14 12. Even so much, even so ye, for as much as you are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that you may excel to the edifying of the church. Used here for the things of the spirit. Things of the spirit. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 9. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 9. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us and we gave them reverence. Shall not we much rather be in subjection unto the father of spirits? The word spirits, they are human beings. Father of spirits, being human beings. We have seen unclean spirits. We have seen evil spirits. Are we in the building? Then we have seen things of the spirit. We have seen humans as spirits. Revelation chapter 1 verse 4. Revelation chapter 1 verse number 4. John to the seven churches which are in Asia. Grace unto you and peace from him which is which was and which is to come. And from the seven spirits which are before his throne. The seven spirits that is the manifestations of God. He's not talking about seven different spirits. He's talking about the manifestations of God. So the word spirits also has the manifestations of God. Manifestations of God are called spirituals. Look at Hebrews chapter 1 verse 7. We're looking at discerning of spirits. And of the angels he saith, who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. So angels also, angels are in the list. So in discerning of spirits, you could see evil spirits. You could see unclean spirits. Alright? You can see the things of the spirit. You can see humans as spirits. And you can see angels as spirits. And you can see the manifestations of God as spirits. In the discerning of spirits. Now, so that means the discerning of spirits will be to recognize, to distinguish, and to know one from the other. Number one, to know when God is the one through his manifestations. Number two, when there's designing of spirits, you could distinguish a manifestation of Jesus. A manifestation of Jesus. That is Jesus' present day ministry. Jesus is what Jesus is doing now. Okay? 
in the discerning of spirits. Also, to discern and to note a manifestation of the spirits, you could be able to discern angels, Satan, and even evil spirits. So, discerning of spirits functions in two ways. Please take note. Designing of spirits is not sense. It's not using sense on people. But discerning of spirits functions by sight. So when there is a discerning of spirits, you will see something. It functions by sight. You will see something. You know, the way I'm looking at you, I'm not sensing you are here. I'm seeing you. In the sending of spirits, you don't sense. You see. You see it. It's not a sensing. It's not I'm perceiving something. No, you see it. You see the thing. I'm teaching here. Yeah. You will see it. There are others, you know, they are here when you perceive them. You know? You know? You perceive them. You perceive them. If they pass by, they are perfume. Even if your eyes are closed, you know that this person just passed. Because you are used to his perfume. You can discern his presence by his perfume. And there are others, you are not seeing them, but if they say, glory to God, you know that that brother is there. Okay? That is perceiving. In discerning of spirits, you see it. You see it clearly. In the spirit. You see it where? In the spirit. And you will see as real as you see things in discerning of spirits. So in discerning of spirits, you will see and you will hear. That is all of the spiritual beings we listed out. You will see them like I'm looking at you or you will hear them. So it's either you see or hear. You don't sense. You will see clearly. You will hear clearly. So we can say first and foremost, every vision comes through discerning of spirits. Every vision. Every time a man says, I saw a vision, a discerning of spirit was at work. A gift of discerning of spirit. Discerning of spirits mean to hear and to see things. Or to see persons in the spirit. To hear, to see things, or to see persons in the spirit. So every vision is a discerning of spirits. So when Joel prophesied and said, your young men shall see visions. That means God spoke through Joel that we will have discerning of spirits. We will have discerning of spirits. Go to Acts chapter 2 verse 1. Acts chapter 2, day of Pentecost. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Next verse. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Number 3. And there appeared unto them cloving tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each of them. Note where there is discerning of spirits. Designing of spirits because they heard. 
they heard. Something to see, something to hear. There came a sound. How many of you know when there's a sound, you hear a sound? That sound came from a mighty rushing wind. No, there was a sound like the word wind, like a wind. The word wind and spirit is the same. Which means the sound was in the spirit. The sound was in the spirit. It wasn't physical. That means they actually heard the spirit. So, what they actually saw was that they had an activity of the spirit on the day of Pentecost. They had an activity of the spirit. Sometimes you are praying. You hear a sound like moving water. How many of you have heard that before? You hear a sound like water is rushing. That's spiritual. That's you, you know, um, discerning a spiritual activity or a wind. You feel like a wind is blowing and then when you look around, there's nothing like wind. There's nothing like a fan or anything. The wind is not blowing, but it's only you that is perceiving that. That was discerning of spirits in operation. The sound, the rushing water, the wind. Or sometimes you come across people that are sick. The moment you walk to where they are, your hand starts burning. You feel heat in your palms. That's a healing. That's a healing, a healing anointing. We will soon get there. And at that time, all you need to do is drop it on the person. But when you don't know what to do, you carry those hands very hot. You'll be carrying somebody's healing around. And the person is carrying his sickness around, looking for the healing. And you are carrying the healing and ignoring the sickness. So you end up not benefiting the brother for whom the gift came into operation. Am I teaching here? Because they're giving to every man to profit with all. Now, we're going to get there eventually. So, on the day of Pentecost, they saw, appeared unto them. So they saw something. They heard and they saw. They had the wind and they saw. Appeared unto them. So on the day of Pentecost, they heard and they saw. So when discerning of spirits is in operation, notice, those who heard and those who saw on the day of Pentecost were not prophets. They were not prophets. You don't have to be a prophet to hear and to see. It's for every believer. Every child of God. They were believers. Of course, every prophet ought to be a believer, even though some of them are not. <laughs> some of them are not. Notice, everybody in that meeting had a similar experience. Did you observe? On the day of Pentecost, all of them saw and all of them heard at the same time. So everybody in that meeting was operating in the gifts of the Spirit. Every believer. So we can all actually be in a place and we all have discerning of spirits flowing through all of us at the same time. All of us. Like it was on the day of Pentecost. So the same way we can all speak in tongues, we can all see and hear at the same time. The same way. All of us can speak in tongues. We can also see and hear at the same time in the same meeting. Teaching good tonight. That's what happened on Pentecost. Because it's the same ability. 
that makes you speak in tongues that makes you see and hear the same ability that makes you speak in tongues makes you see and hear in the spirit you know they didn't speak in tongues on the day of Pentecost and their pastor said alright 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 now everybody keep quiet next level then the elders came out to see visions no then after they saw visions the pastor said alright 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 next level then the pastors came out to discern spirits no it is the same people that spoke in tongues the same people that saw and the same people that heard so you don't have to be 10 years a Christian to see and hear the moment you are born again and you are taught you begin to see and hear say with me all the abilities are mine I'm not hearing you at all the same abilities they had that where they could speak in tongues were the same abilities to see and hear things in the spirit same ability say with me very loud everybody the radio audience waiting to hear your voices i can speak with tongues i can see and hear things in the spirit say i see i hear things in the spirit you know sometimes when you speak like this you activate things i see I hear things in the spirit. The same ability to speak in tongues is the same ability with which I see and hear things in the spirit. Right now, I see and I hear things in the spirit. I see visions. Something to see and something to hear. Sounds and sighs. So they heard what God was doing and they saw what God was doing. Now, in Acts chapter 5, in Peter's case, Peter also saw an angel. Acts 5, 19. Acts chapter 5, verse 19. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, How do you see an angel? How do you see an angel? You don't see an angel with these eyes. Angels are spirits. You don't see wind. You don't see breath. You don't see air. Spirit is pneuma or spirit is ruach, which is wind or breath. So for a man to see an image of a spirit, it must be spiritual. It must be spiritual. You can only see in the spirit. The things mama was sharing with us last night. You see an angel by the gift of discerning. Because angels are spirits. Discerning of spirits. Look at Acts 7.55. The Stephen's case we were talking about last night. Acts 7.55. But he being full of what? The Holy Ghost looked up steadfastly into what? Heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. That's not physical. If it is physical, please, when you get out tonight, look into the sky and see Jesus. That's not physical. That means the realm called heaven is not a geographical location. It's a realm of the spirit. It's not a place where people travel to. Jeff, Jeff Bezos just came back from space. Huh? He just came back. I watched the entire trip because somehow, somehow, I have interest in space technology. 
I like going into the outer space. Mama asked me the other day, why are you always watching this video? I am interested. <laughs> me too, I want to go to the moon. I just want to go there and see what happens in that place. I'm just curious. You know, and the guy who owns Virgin also just came back. Huh? What's his name? Richard. He just came back from space. So if heaven was a physical place, those guys will use their high-powered jets and go there. There's not a location somewhere. Some told me, but Paul was caught up to the third heaven. Did you hear caught up? Not travel. He didn't travel to the third heavens. He was caught up. Means it's a spiritual dimension. He didn't travel. He was in one place and caught up. And as soon as he was caught up, he was in heaven. Heaven is not a travel. Follow the ladder. Ladder, 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 ladder. Shut up. Canal man. <laughs> Glory to God. Where are you carrying the ladder to? You can't even use ladder to meet aeroplane. You cannot use ladder to reach aeroplane in the sky here. Just few thousand feet above sea level. You can't use ladder. It's heaven. Heaven is foul. You can only be caught up. You can only be caught up. Glory to God. You can only be caught up. Say the ability to be caught up is on my inside. Hey, 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 hey. You know, you know, last night we were talking about this whole thing with mama. And mama said to me, honey, I don't know why people cannot get this. I said, what are they supposed to get? He said, can you imagine the man, the spirit said, join the chariot. He was there. What happened to him? He, 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 he stepped into a supernatural plane. And when he stepped in there, time and distance and matter suspended. Suddenly he was there. What happened to the king? The king said, I mean, Elijah said to the king, get on your donkey and go. There is a sound of abundance of rain. The, the man left. Then the Bible said the hand of the Lord, the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. Boom. Time, distance, matter suspended. The man was at the entrance of the city waiting for the king with the fastest donkey to arrive. Man, I tell you, you carry an ability on your inside. You carry a supernatural ability on your inside. This world should get ready. Some crazy men are about to shake the surface of the planet. If you're here, shout yes, somebody. Eternity on my inside. Where is eternity? Where is eternity? Where is eternity? Say, I see things by the Spirit. I know things by the spirit i discern things by the spirit i prophesy i speak in tongues i interpret tongues by the spirit i didn't hear powerful amen give me five minutes sit down give me five minutes look at that acts chapter 7 verse 56 acts chapter 7 verse number 56 and said behold i see the heavens opened I see and the son of man so it's spiritual euphoria euphoria that means immaterial 
It's not a realm where you travel to. No. That's why we say to be absent from the body is to be present. It's, it's not a travel. It's a realm. You drop this and you're in there. We shall be caught up in a moment. Paul was caught up. And I mean a few know that even in the service sometimes we have caught up moments. You, that is practice of rapture. Practicals are going on. Sometimes you're in a service, you're gone. After a while, huh? am I still here? Yes, there was a caught up experience. There was a catching up moment. It happens, we go in and out. 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 So we get used to it. So that when the final one happens, you won't be in shock. It will be like one of those things. And I feel like I'm teaching here tonight. His eyes were opened. And he saw heaven. And he saw Jesus standing. Right hand means regency. How many of you know you can't look into heaven? For you to look into heaven means it's in the spirit. So Stephen looking into heaven was the gift of discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits. When you see things in heaven is a gift of discerning of spirits. He saw the glory of God and the glory of God is an oppression of the spirit. What about Ananias in Acts chapter 9? He saw Jesus. Discerning of spirit. Sometimes you can see and not hear and sometimes you can see and hear. And sometimes you can hear and see not. And sometimes you can see and hear. In Acts chapter 10 verse 9 to 11, we find Peter falling into a trance. We've gone through this. I'm just bringing out discernment for you. He saw four-footed beasts. How you know it's a vision or a trance, sorry, is if you were there with Peter, you wouldn't have seen anything. That's how you know it's a vision. Notice, the very first time designing of spirits happened in the book of Acts. Everybody saw and everybody heard. So it had nothing to do with the apostles. Everybody. Every believer. Second, second time was Peter. The third time discerning of spirits happened was Stephen, an usher in the church. The brother that washes toilets. The brother that cleans the chair was the one that had an operation of discerning of spirits and he saw into heaven. You don't have to be a pastor. The fourth person in the book of Acts is Ananias. Ananias was not a deacon. Bible calls him a certain disciple. That means he was still undergoing discipleship. And he was seeing Jesus. He was seeing visions. So it has nothing to do with spiritual height. People from their first encounter with the Holy Ghost, when they got born again, they saw and heard things of the Spirit. I've laid down some people got born again, received the Holy Spirit, um, um, received the infilling of the Spirit, speaking in tongues. They are prophesied at the point of salvation. They are receiving Jesus and they're already prophesying. Sometimes you need bad church teachings to stop the gifts of the Spirit. Sometimes it's better to leave believers the way they are so that the thing can flow. Because what stops it is bad teaching. These are your abilities given to you at the point of salvation. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. 
So the gifts of the spirit are the abilities God has given to everyone who is born again. Say with me very loud. I have the gift of discerning of spirits. Oh, my radio audience are hearing you. I have the gift of discerning of spirits. And it's functioning in me right now. How many of you know that the entire book of Revelation was the discerning of spirits? All those things that John saw. He saw God. He saw angels. He saw creatures with different heads. All that is discerning of spirits. So the entire book of Revelation was written by discerning of spirits. Four-footed beast. He saw demons. He saw Satan. That book is not a book to read before you sleep. You read it in the morning, so before evening it has cleared. See, I hear you. If not, you'll be flying around. So in discerning of spirits, you will distinguish. You will see and you will hear things in the spirit. Brother Hagin, Kenneth Hagin said, anytime you're in the spirit, that is anytime you're conscious of the spirit, or anytime you're speaking in tongues, okay, you are actually able to see and hear things. Anytime. Except you don't know. Every time you start speaking in tongues, you're already there where you can see and hear. If you just say to yourself, you will see things and hear. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hearing a night of visions and dreams. I'm hearing a night of visions and revelations. Yeah. One of these evenings, we'll just bring you here and open up the floor. You begin to see things. And hear things. And tell us what you see and hear. Because anywhere the spirit of God is moving. There are things to see and things to hear. Except people are not taught. You are able to actually see or hear. Or you are actually able to see and hear. You are able to see things and hear things in the spirit. Now as a roundup. The gift of discerning of spirits. Becomes effective in three major areas. Number one. Particularly when you are ministering to people. The gift of discernment comes to assist you sometimes to know the cause of the problem while you are ministering. Discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits. You know, like the lady that kept coming to me to pray for her waist. She kept coming for me to me to pray for her waist. I kept laying hands on a lady's waist. At a point I became, I became uncomfortable because how will it be that every service they will see your hand on the waist of a lady? And the same lady particular lady not different ladies every service at the end you are laying hands on her waist i wasn't comfortable so on this particular time i was in the spirit and as i laid hands on her waist i heard ask her what kind of bed she sleeps on i've never been to her room i've never been to her bedroom what kind of bed do you sleep on she smiled she said, Pastor, why? I said, the Spirit of God is asking me to ask you about your bed. He said, actually, I sleep on a six-spring six bed. And the middle has no springs. I said, that is where your waist problem is coming from. We won't pray for your waist today. Go and price a bed. I'm willing to give you the money and be free from these endless prayers. She went and priced then. I think it was 250 naira. I removed it and gave her. That was the end of waste prayer. Discerning of spirits. Otherwise, I would have been praying for a way still today. So the gifts of the Spirit <laughs> helps us to minister to people effectively. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody. 
you know, when I pray for the deaf and the dumb, I discovered that sometimes when I put my hands in the deaf and dumb people's ears or mouths to pray for them, I hear sounds. Boom, boom. And sometimes the moment I'm done, they start hearing. They start hearing. Deaf and dumb. You know, deaf and dumb. Now, when I did a study on the healing ministry of Jesus, I discovered every time Jesus prayed for the deaf and dumb, he cast out demons. That means there's no deaf and dumb situation that is not demonic connected. Go and study all the healings of Jesus of deaf and dumb. He always cast out the spirit first. The spirit of deaf and dumbness. And the moment the spirits are boom, the ears open. That means the demon stopped the ears or sat on the tongue. So when you cast it out, the tongue is loosed. And that's what discerning of spirit does. It enables you to know why is this problem still persisting. You know the man we prayed for his leg? Whose leg never got healed. His leg had a wound. There was this sore that was on the leg. No amount of medication cured that sore. No amount. We got to his house and, and we spoke to the sore. Within a few weeks the sore dried up. The leg got healed. The leg got healed. Discerning of spirit. Another situation where you cast out demons is insanity. When people have insanity problems, most insanity problems are demon related. So in discerning of spirits, it makes you see so you know how to minister to people. Remember in the realm of the spirit, there's no time, no distance. I can look at you as I'm praying for you. I see into 25 years of your life and tell you what will happen and what to do. Word of wisdom. I told you revelation gifts are interrelated. So you can see things and know things at the time you are ministering. Particularly when you are ministering to the sick. No matter what scientists say, no matter what the medical report says, a good percentage of sickness and diseases are caused by evil spirits. A good percentage of sicknesses and diseases are caused by evil spirits. So you deal with the spirit. Number two. When angels want to minister to you, a discerning of spirits comes on you. When angels have a ministry to bring to you, either a message or a revelation, they have the gift of discerning of spirits. Then number three. Discerning of spirits come into operation when you are to receive a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge or both of them. So you will see and know things in the spirit. So you will see and know things in the spirit. Discerning of spirits. Glory to God. Are you learning? Are you growing? So you can see things and know things. Say with me again very loud. I have God's abilities. My radio audience are listening to you. I have the abilities of God. On my inside. I see things. I know things. In the spirit. Stand on your feet. Glory to God. I say glory to God. I see things and know things. I see things and know things. I see things and know things. Yeah, I have abilities supernatural abilities i see into the spirit and i know things by the spirit i know things by the spirit i know past 
I know present, I know future. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, at work in me actively. I didn't hear a good amen. Let's pray in tongues for one or two minutes, everybody. Anga bazo pre de gesha, de gesha, de gesha. Anga lana masoto bege, lege bado gobo jekele ne matonegele ne masotia. Anga basoto lodo boroko tone kekia. Hey! Brando zokoda, zokoda, zokoda. Jakola na mamano nomo sokele na maya. Ayadabaha. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Say with me, I am filled with God's abilities. The gifts of the Spirit are at work in me. I see things. I hear things in the Spirit. Word of knowledge belongs to me. Word of wisdom belongs to me. Designing of spirits is mine. I see and I hear things in the spirit i have solutions directions instructions and i have knowledge of facts past and present by the holy ghost amen father thank you for your word tonight we rejoice because of the abilities of god at work in us and i decree that this army is getting stronger and stronger revelation knowledge is growing big in our insights whatever is not planted by god is rooted out sick bodies are healed right now they are healed right now satan get your hands off of god's property in the name of jesus bodies be healed thank you father great grace is upon you in jesus name and every believer says that amen like thunder I'll be joining Mr. Michael Bush in the next one or two minutes to bring you ask the counselor now. But I want to take your offerings quickly as we honor Jesus and honor the world. Every time you give, you enable us to do more for the kingdom. I want to appreciate partners and friends of this ministry who continually support what we do, helping us to get this word to the ends of the earth. Let me quickly mention that Sunday is Partnership Sunday, this coming Sunday. Partners and friends, it's going to be our Sunday of our commitment to enable us carry out the things that are ahead of us in the month of August. Let me also mention that um, as we give and honor Christ, remember from Sunday is homecoming 2021. Homecoming 2021. And we're going to be here from Sunday to the upper Sunday, the 8th of August. It's going to be a time that no one will recover from until Jesus comes. I didn't hear a good amen grab your offering lift it up father we rejoice that we give in faith tonight our offerings are a sweet smell before you and through our givings needs are met all over the world in jesus name and every believer says a powerful amen hey guys we are not signing you off we're joining ask the council in the other studio in the next two or three minutes we're dropping our offerings all over the pulpit right now hit the music let's do it as we give tonight praise god glory to god
Thank you for staying tuned. Ask the counselor starts any moment now. First door, bank details and um, account name remains Power City International. There are three banks. There is FCMB, there is Zenith, and there is UBA. I prefer to start right there at the very top. Zenith, 10, 12, 36, 59, 12. UBA, 139, 26, 465, and FCMB is 29-82-68-2028. That's announcement number one. Quickly, quickly. Announcement number two. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we're going to give um, some five minutes to phone calls on this edition of the program. You want to join us? The number is uh, 0806-800-9939. But if you are calling from outside Nigeria, remember plus two three four. The same way, if you are SMSing us, the SMS number is 0703-691-8642. But if you are doing so from outside Nigeria, remember plus two three four. The email address is askthecounselornow at gmail.com. And then my final announcement for sponsorship or partnership for support. You just have the huge opportunity to email Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com. Dr. There, of course, is DR. Or you call the hotline. The program hotline is plus 234. Again, if you're calling from outside Nigeria, otherwise, it's 0803 Okay. So, um, some interesting stuff. You're really going to have a ball watching or listening to this edition of Ask the counselor. My name is Michael Bush. My producer is Pastor I.J. Quere, and he joins me completely with the production team. Let's also quickly say that Global Mama is in the house, Dr. Rachel Damina. Our resident pastor is also here. He never comes alone, you should know. He comes here every time with his inevitable wife, Elder Oyeme. Put your hands together for Pastor Presokon. And now, 
the moment and the man I know you've been waiting for. Globubaba, prolific writer, great televangelist, and radio broadcaster extraordinaire. Globubaba, Dr. Abel Damina. Intercontinental, Mr. Bush. See those shoes, man. <laughs> Global Baba. That's the first thing I saw. Okay, Global Baba. Let's launch the program with a short prayer. All right, let's pray together. Father, we thank you that all over Aquaibom State, the gospel is thriving. All over Nigeria, all over Africa, and the nations of the earth. We decree that men are being raised, disciples are being equipped, ministers of the gospel are being unleashed. The message of Christ is breaking through every frontier around the world. Thank you, Lord, that Aquaibom is blessed. Our governor and his cabinet and all the public servants, grace is upon them to continue to create an enabling environment for the gospel to thrive. We give you praise for answered prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Okay, Global Bar we spent last night in Oweri Imo State. That's on the southeastern coast of Nigeria. And what we're going to be doing is launch there from this one. Raymond. Right, says Global Baba. I have a few problems that I want to share with you that I know you can help me out. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm the only son of my parents. I used to work in a papa seaport as a freight forwarder and was doing well. But in 2016, Global Baba had a terrible dream, and that was when all my problems started. In my sleep, Global Baba was in a race, then I saw myself falling behind all the way from my first position. Out of fear, when I woke up, Global Baba, in that same year, I had another dream in which I saw myself climbing a ladder. Immediately, I got to the top, Global Baba, I fell from the top down to the bottom. That's, that's all? That's all he said. You should have slept again <laughs> and see yourself rise from the bottom to the top before waking up. You know, those dreams, you just don't make any big deal out of them. The scriptures are very clear about you. Very clear. Very, very clear. You have all that you, you need to succeed in life. All things that pertain to life and godliness, they are in you in Christ Jesus. So you, you take advantage of that. Remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. You are blessed with all spirituals in Christ Jesus. You are in authority over principalities and powers. You are seated with Christ, who is the head of all devils and demons. You are united with God. There's God can't fall. You can't fall. God can't fail. You can't fail. You are in him. He is in you. Those are the realities you need to fill your mind with. And rise up from where you are right now. And make a headway even in the physical world. Bless you. Fantastic. Global Bar still in the southeastern part of Nigeria. We live um, in Imo State and we go to Anambara. Hello, Global Baba. Please pray for my husband. He has not been thinking and carrying on like a man for some time. He takes too much alcohol, Global Baba. He sold all our properties and wasted the money in beer parlors. He lost so many jobs because of that. He fights his father and also beats me up. My brother warned him not to lay his hands on me again. He transferred all of the money that I own into his bank account and lavished it. Plus the one I kept in the house. My son no longer goes to school, Global Baba. His father gave us accommodation. He now feeds us. Still, my husband doesn't want to think. I want to go, Global Baba, but I'm worried about my son. 
Please, Lubaba, help me. What do I do? Thank you. God's power from Anambara. Your husband is in bondage. Very clear situation of bondage. He needs Christ. He needs to be saved. And of course, he needs to be pastored by somebody that will hold him accountable and help him get off alcohol. Alcohol is a mocker. He that drinks and allows alcohol to hold him captive is not wise. Alcohol makes mockery of men. That's just a typical situation. So pray for him. Supplicate for him. And if he's becoming unbearable, already you're no more living with him. You know, um, look for what to do with your life and see how you can help your son and how you can help yourself. And, and uh, you know, keep praying for him from that place where you are and trust God for his salvation ultimately because that's what matters. Okay, global, but let's move. Um, here we need to leave the southeastern part of the country and come to the south-south. I don't know. Producer, is the caller still there? Our first caller. Hello. Hello. Many thanks for joining us. You know where you're calling from? Uh, I'm calling from a case, and my name is Basi. I'm here. Okay, Basi. Yeah, you've uh, been on the program before. Go ahead. Uh, I, first of all, I want to thank you, Global Baba, and I want to thank you, Michael Gooch. I, I have so many perplexing questions, and by this program, some of the questions have been answered. One of it was that, I, when I read the Old Testament, I see the killings that went in the Old, Old Testament. I used to wonder whether our God was responsible for those killings. And then some of the answers I used to have was that if that was the Old Testament and God doesn't kill them because of Jesus Christ, and which actually portrayed God as of no consistent character. But Global Baba has answered that because our God does not kill. And that really settles it in my mind. Thank you very much, Baba. Thank you. So by the question that we might, that still remains is that like, like parents, I don't think we can punish our children for the offense they have committed in them, and we punish them out of them. And then we see in the Bible where God has shown us that the hellfire will bring stone and yet we will be tortured forever and ever. And I used to, it bothers me, Global Baba, that if our God will punish his children, Forever and ever in hellfire. I, I, I want you to, I know perhaps you've done a teaching on this. Maybe you can return me to a book that I can read and see your, your, your teachings on this. It bothers me, Global Baba. That's my question. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for calling. Um, Soteria Season 5 will sort it out. In Soteria Season 5, I dealt with what is hellfire, what is the lake of fire. We looked at all the Greek words and we explained very clearly in that whole series of Soteria 5. And we saw from the teaching of God's word that, that people who reject the gospel, who reject to have eternity with God, who don't want to be with God, God doesn't force people. He will leave them alone. But the absence of God will mean that they will find themselves in the lake that burned with brimstone and fire, which is the second death. But they will not be born forever and ever. They will be born to ashes. That's what the Bible teaches. Anyway, when you get the teaching of Soteria Season 5, you will see how the Bible teaches it and will go from scripture to scripture. Thank you for calling in. Okay, from Anambara in the, in the southeastern part of Nigeria, we come now to the south-south, as I promised, and we come to Akwa Ibom. Global Baba and Mr. Bush, Global Baba, I have been richly blessed by your teachings. If I believe in Christ and my sins are forgiven, what is my fate if I commit any other sin? 
vis-a-vis Hebrews 10, 26 to 27. Please, I need clarification. Thank you, Global Baba. Daniel, in Well, Daniel, you shouldn't be thinking of committing sin. You should be thinking of living right. And the ability to live right is in you. Christ in you. The Christ is not the minister of sin. It's the minister of righteousness. However, if you sin, the Bible tells us what happens. We have an advocate with the Father. First John chapter 2, verse 1. Jesus Christ, the righteous, who is the propitiation for our sins and for the sins of the world. Hebrews chapter 10, where you quoted, the Bible is not talking to the believer. It's talking to a man that rejects the gospel. The Bible talks about adversary, which shall punish the adversary. An adversary is not a believer. An adversary is one who has rejected the gospel and has rejected the word of God. So it says, if after the knowledge of the truth is ministered to a man and the man rejects the gospel, there is nothing else left for that adversary other than a fearful indignation because he has rejected God's offer of mercy and grace. That's what Hebrews 10 is talking about. Bless you. A second caller. Hello. Hello, yeah, I, I suspect whatever you're listening to or watching, the device is a bit on the loud side. Just shift away okay, from it. Okay, let, let, me, let me offer completely. Yes, please. Can you hear me now? Yes, your name and where you call okay, it Okay, good evening, Mr. Bush. My yes. name is Diva Ezio. I'm calling from you. Yes. Papa, good evening. Evening. Bless you for calling. Yes, thank you, Papa. Papa, um, when I was three, between three, four, five, I used to see things. And um, it, let me explain how I used to see. I, I see creatures that don't look like human beings. So, but it's not like they attack me. But I, I, I was always afraid of them. And because of that, I would be shouting in the house. I would say, Mommy, I'll be calling my mom. I would tell them, Look at them here. My mom will carry matches and be cutting the house. So almost every time, like that, because of that, my mom could not travel and leave me behind with my other ones. So at the time, my mom went, according to my mom, she said she took me home and my uncle took her to a place where they did something, they gave me a mark, applied something, and the thing stops. So when I grew up now, like last year when I went home, my elder brother was like, brought the discussion. So he was telling my mom that if my mom knew, my mom wouldn't have, you know, quenched that thing, that maybe now that I'm growing in the spirit, in God now, in Christ now, that, that that thing might be a gift that will also help the church. <laughs> so, you know, somehow like that. So, I, that when I started listening to this message, I called my mom last week, Saturday. I was trying to find out how she managed to quench the thing. So she said she took me to, that time she was not born again, she didn't know the gospel. So the, my uncle took her to a place. The man used to do all this herbal meds thing. So I was suspected it might be a native doctor or that. But you thought that it's disturbing me. Because I know where I am now. I mean, Christ, all those things, you know, it's not affecting me anything. But I want to know, can I get that gift back? Can I pray for it? Because I've been praying, but I'm not seeing any sign. Okay, my advice, come to 98 Waniba Road tomorrow. 98 Waniba Road tomorrow, either in the morning, 9 o'clock, or you come in the evening at service like this. We want to spend time minister to you get you to speak in tongues, and get you to begin to operate the gifts of the Spirit. What you saw as a little child was not the gifts of the Spirit. That is why they could quench it, because it was not from God. It was evil spirits quenching evil spirits who were disturbing you. Now that you are born again, it is now that you have the original thing. It's called the gifts of the Spirit, and they came on your inside of salvation. Why you don't operate them is because you have not been taught well. 
So you need to be taught. It's not enough to sit at home and follow me on radio. There are many things you cannot learn on radio. There are many things you cannot learn on TV. You are learning from afar. You need to come close. Because there are things we will teach you and explain here. You will understand them better than you are hearing on radio. It's not enough. So you need to come close. Don't stay from afar. Come close. There's a lot more for you to learn physically. More is caught here than taught. More is caught than taught. We look forward to seeing you. Bless you. Global Baba. The Intercontinental. Okay, one last one from Uyo. I, I know that I have a truckload of messages, but you know, the standard edition was just trying to do what we can. I have so many questions from the live audience. I'll look at that tomorrow. Meanwhile, this last one from Uyo. Dear Global Baba, please pray for me. Things are very tough. Nothing is working. For me, I'm very industrious, but nothing is working for me. I'm into property business, but nothing works. Please pray for me. Chris Bassi in Uyo. Well, Chris, we'll pray for you, but you two have to start speaking right. Gami said nothing is working for me. You're asking me to pray. Me, I'm praying something should work. You are saying nothing is working. We're contradicting ourselves. You have to start saying everything is working. Things are working for me. I am blessed. I have the favor of God. I know what to do. You have to keep speaking positive. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his lips. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You have to start speaking right. And uh, we'll pray for you at the end of the broadcast. Bless you. Okay, Global Baba, we need to get to somewhere in Keduna State. But since there's no direct flight from Uyo, there too, we go to Lagos. Hello, Global Baba. My name is Jeremiah. I write from Lagos, Nigeria. I'm happy to write to you as one of your followers. And your teachings really blessed me and my family and opened our eyes to nothing but the truth of the gospel. Thank you, sir. God bless you and your family. I have a question. There is one of our pastors that asked me that do I pay tight? I told him, no, that I don't pay tithe, but I give to the gospel. And he said that it's not correct. That even if I give to the gospel, it is a must to pay tithe. And he sent me this slide that I'm going to attach to this um, email. Please, I would wait on your comments. On your comments. So unfortunately, we can't see that slide. Well, you need to get my teachings on tithe and tithing. It's part 1 to 15 or so. And then you will realize that you don't have to pay tithe. Giving is giving. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. There is nothing like tithe in the New Testament. So don't let that pastor take you back into the yoke of bondage. If you're a generous giver, that's what matters. You give and give until the need is met. Bless you. Okay. Baba from Lagos. We fly straight to Keduna. Unfortunately, we're not able to get anywhere else, but we're going to a place called Saminaka. That's what we're going to sleep Saminaka tonight. Saminaka is my local government, man. There's a lot of chicken and fried here. <laughs> Everybody stops there to eat chicken. And we are stopping there. Oh, my goodness. As more far for I that hope, reason. I hope your stomach has... For that food. reason, Global Baba, we are not even taking the entry. We sleep there. We yeah, die there. <laughs> we die there. <laughs> Oh, no, but we have we have prayers. Oh my yeah, God! We will come tomorrow. We start from we we'll start from Samina right? A lot of chicken and Friday on business. Go punish the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Mama knows what I'm talking about. Hey, no. well, I'm eating quite some there. <laughs> Let's pray together, Father. We pray for people in need. We decree right now in the name of Jesus. That brother who is asking for, for a miracle, receive it right now. Amen. We rebuke oppression. We rebuke affliction. We rebuke infirmities. Amen. I'm seeing a little baby right now as I'm praying. A little baby of two years, eight months. That is going through so much torture with all the medication, the fever, and the pain has refused to go. 
I rebuke that pain now. Amen. Body be healed. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father, for that miracle and testimonies. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. My producer, Pastor I.J. Quere, complete with the production team. They all joined me, Michael Bush, in Uyo, Nigeria, to bring on Global Bar back so we could go home. Dr. Abel Damina. The Intercontinental, Mr. Bush. So good to have you here tonight. I'm glad to announce that Ambassador Andrew is with us all the way from Enfield, United Kingdom. Coordinates Power City, UK, Europe, and East Africa. Glad to have you. Glad to have you here tonight. Praise God. Also glad to have Pastor Peter from Shagamu with us tonight. God bless you, man. Good to have you here. All right. For those of you in Aquaibom, remember tonight we are live. Uh, we are live tonight, 9 to 10 on Inspiration, 10 to 12 on Heritage. Tomorrow morning, 5.45 a.m. on Good Morning Aquaibom, XLFM. 11 to 1, Radio Aquaibom. 1 to 3, Passion FM. 3 to 5, I mean 1 to 3, XLFM. 3 to 5. Passion FM, and we're back tomorrow evening on Comfort FM, 6 p.m., GMT Plus One. We're looking forward to having every one of you in the service. We also have Pastor Fred from Mina with us. He's been here for two days. We love you, man. So glad to have you here. All right, everybody, so we'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your day, and be blessed. Goodbye from Uyo, Nigeria. Amen. Praise God.